Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Good morning and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. This is Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner, your co-hosts bringing you the latest in the field of life insurance and infinite banking so that you can properly make decisions, especially in the times that we live in today. So Bruce, thank you for joining me for this conversation. I think um, just what's really interesting here is we've got the 7702 plan changes that were on the horizon. We've been expecting this for a while, and now we're basically in the here phase of these changes. We've got new products that are coming out that people can apply for now and that have to be implemented by, I believe you said January 1st in 2022, correct? Yes. So Bruce, let's just take a few minutes here and answer some questions for somebody who might be in one of two positions. Either they currently are already using infinite banking they have a policy or multiple policies and they're saying, hey, should I actually consider possibly using a 1035 exchange, getting into a new policy with the new product design? Or maybe there's another person and they're saying, I'm interested in adding policies. Is now an ideal time to add maybe these products that are coming out on the horizon are even better than the ones that are out today. How do I think about this shift and how does it really impact me? I think we have a little bit more of a, and I say a little bit more sense of uh, knowledge of what this looks like and kind of what it means. Again, we are not gurus and we don't know everything and there's still a lot of unknown. But Bruce, let's go ahead and first talk about what is happening with the new products from our vantage point right now. Yeah. So uh, a very late thing that the Trump administration did at the end of his administration, as late as I believe it was December 27th, um, they, made, they, they made changes to 7702, which basically was talking about how the modified endowment contract rules were to be written and interpreted. So what that has apparently done, and one of the reasons they did this is because the low interest rate environment uh, had had really put some stresses on the the insurance industry. So this helps the insurance industry actually have more reserve requirements, uh, satisfy the regulators, so on and so forth. So uh, not every insurance company has come out with their new products yet. Many of them did this past month. And um, going forward, many of them, you can actually have the new products. Now, from our preliminary, only less than a week into the new products, our preliminary uh, observations are that the guarantees have gone from 4 to 2% on most products. Some products are not that much. Uh, they're 25 or 3%, depending on the company, depending on the product, so on and so forth. But the but the guaranteed side has has uh, lowered. Now, this doesn't necessarily impact you badly because now, according to the, one of the chief investment officers I talked to, now that the guaranteed side is 
is lower. It helps with the regulators and it helps with the amount of death benefit that you have, but they don't see it as really affecting dividend rates that much going into the future. And I feel like that was, yeah, that sounds like a very interesting assessment. So explain how in the world can we have a drop in guarantees, but not really affecting dividend rates? I think this is really key. Well, first of all, the guarantee is part of the dividend declared rate. So in the past, if you had a 4% guaranteed and you had a 5.3% declared dividend rate for the entire portfolio, then that means an additional 1.3% was put on top of the 4%. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs because once again, all this stuff is proprietary. But now if the guarantees are two, they're pretty confident that they'll they'll have a declaration of still around that 5.3%, which means it's um, uh, 3.3% on top of the 2%. Now, how do they do this? Well, there's less guaranteed death benefits. So they have future liabilities are less for them. So that means they can be more profitable even in today's because they're doing the the actuaries are doing and the net present value of a future death benefit. So whenever you're looking at your cash value, you can't really look at it and say, well, it's growing by a rate of return. I mean, you could calculate it, but that's not what's really happening. The actuaries are looking at the net present value of a future death benefit that they're giving you and saying, what does that have to grow to actually meet that future death benefit at age 121? Mm -hmm. So somebody that's older is going to get a higher increase in their cash value than somebody that's younger because that younger person has the time value of money on their side. So it will compound for a lot longer to get to the same place as that older person needs to get in a shorter period of time. So once again, the cash value is the net present value of the future death benefit. So what this value is and how much it needs to grow to meet that death benefit into the future. Now there's a guaranteed side. And there's a non-guaranteed side on the illustration. And that's why we tell people all the time, illustrations are just snapshots in time. So they're, they're, the one thing we know is that illustration is not going to happen exactly the way it ha- it's illustrated because we've seen this over the course of time. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're a lot better. Sometimes they're a little worse. So then you have project to take it that again. On the then project it. Mm-hmm. projected. Now, all the companies we've used, we use, and almost all the companies out there have always paid dividends for 115 plus years, some of them 175 years. The one thing that you have to understand on this change is you're going to get less death benefit. Now, that doesn't mean you can't still protect your family by adding a term rider. When I say less be- death benefit, I meant I mean less death benefit. Per, per the, the cash value, per the cash value uh, amount, or per the premium that you put in. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people like that because they pull down the death benefit. The cash value percentage available is actually a lot greater. Mm. So, it, 
in the in the past where we were trying to hit a sweet spot of somewhere having 70% of your money available in the first in the first year the new products you're having as much as 84 or 85% from the pl- preliminary illustrations that we've run so it's really increased that although the death benefit has been pulled down quite a bit and that's why the cash value has gone up now this is good news in my book because this is a great place now to have tax free income in the future possibly or tax free access to your cash because if we believe like many people do that taxes are going to go up in the future then this is a great place to store you know your cash mm-hmm. for future the one thing that uh you're losing out on this is the death benefit which you simply could do more of a convertible term to get to your human life value if that's important to you or put in more premium and in some ways i mean i know that this had to do with the mech in the first place but it used to be that you would put a lot of premium in for less of a death benefit and we the mech rules changed a little bit of that so that you hadn't mm-hmm. couldn't put in as much premium for that amount of death benefit so it almost feels like in some ways we're going back towards what used to be possible to put in higher premiums for the amount of death benefit which could be good if you're using that for cash storage as you're talking about. And I think one interesting assessment and understanding that I had as we were talking a little bit before the show was that before the new products and after the new products, there's not a lot of change we're seeing in terms of what the projected dividend rate will be for particular insurance companies. And what they're doing instead of changing the dividend projections they're changing the composition of how that dividend projection is made up so the dividend projection as bruce said maybe it's 5.2 or 5.3% and what that means is that is made up of a portion of guaranteed growth and a non-guaranteed dividend but the total projection is made up of those two blocks and it's just shifting how much is in the guaranteed block versus how much is in the non-guaranteed block and considering the fact that we're still seeing basically the same dividend projections going forward just means that there's probably going to be more non-guaranteed dividend growth making up your growth. So and that's a good that's a good presumption I think. I and again, we don't have any evidence of yes. that. Yeah. We don't have any evidence to that but I presume and what I've talked to the CIO of this company um he he expressed that particular now he's not an actuary but obviously he talks to his actuary he's in charge of actually making the money uh so he, uh, one thing he did tell me is that in a rising interest rate environment an inflation inter- interest rate environment that the projections of the growth in the cash value for the dividends is actually going to be a lot greater than what's actually illustrated. So Which that's good news because right be now we're in the lowest dividend env- or interest rate environment that we've had for a long time and the only way to go foreseeably is upwards. I mean, I guess we could go negative, but I don't predict that's going to happen. And if we do have interest rates rise, you're saying that's going to be the best and strongest place for the insurance company to have higher dividend growth. Correct. Bruce, we have just a couple of minutes. Um do we want to show the chart this time or do we want to go ahead and tack that on to another show? Uh I don't think we can get through the, the chart. 
All right. So what we're going to do is for anyone who's interested in this topic, we'll have a follow-up as well that we're going to show what it looked like to have actual dividends versus what the illustrated dividends were historically in a period of the interest rate falling, a falling interest rate environment. And what you'll notice is that even today with a rising interest rate environment, we're expecting to have a rising dividend rate environment. Again, I say expecting. That's not necessarily that we guarantee or that we can say for sure it's going to happen. What I will encourage you to do is that if you're interested in finding out more about infinite banking, I would encourage you to do one of two things. If you are brand new to the concept, go ahead and jump on over to themoneyadvantage.com. On that homepage, we have two buttons for you. We have one that is specifically for you if you're brand new, and that is a guide to really understand what is this product? How does it work? How does it impact me and my other things I'm doing in my financial life, not just as an isolated product? but how does it help me store cash better and be able to use it in my other investments? And then secondly, if you're ready to really explore the conversation further for yourself and say, I want to store cash better. I've heard that this is a great place to store cash, or I want to add on an additional policy. We encourage you to go ahead and book a call with our advisor team and really be able to explore how infinite banking could help you improve everything you're doing financially and coordinate your financial life so that everything is optimized and becomes more efficient. You can do that as well at themoneyadvantage.com. Thank you so much for being with us on this short and compact episode. Please ask us your questions and we will get to those in our next episode as well. And in closing, remember success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd and build a life and business you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.